Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is Easter Sunday, for Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Leading the liturgy this morning is the Reverend Adam Bridgman. Preaching this morning is the Reverend Aaron Rosenau. We now join our Easter festival worship service already in progress.
This morning's opening hymn is Jesus Christ is Risen Today from Lutheran Service Book 457. Jesus Christ is risen today, alleluia. Our triumphant holy day, alleluia. Who did once upon the cross, alleluia, suffer to redeem our loss, alleluia.
Please be seated. Well, Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. Now, I, th- I think that we can cheer when our sports teams score, win. I think it's even more important when Jesus wins and he conquers the grave. Just shout with a excitement, right? Just uh, something like, yes, amen, hallelujah, right? Christ is alive. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Yes, this is a, is a big deal. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> My name is Aaron Rosenau, one of the pastors here at Faith. It is really a day of celebration this Easter, and I want to welcome you all to worship today. It is a, it's a time when we rejoice in all that God has done, and especially in raising Jesus from the dead, because this is really the centerpiece of our faith. If Christ were not raised from the dead, we would still be in our sin, and we would have no hope. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, and that means also that when we die, we have this amazing hope and assurance that we also will rise one day. Jesus said, at the last day, I will raise you. Because he's conquered the grave, so will we. Isn't that great news? Yeah. All right, so today, you will notice in the, in the uh, little pew rack in front of you, there's some yellow cards. Those yellow cards are especially for those who are visiting with us today. We count you as our guest in worship, and if you would be so kind as to let us know that you are here, uh, fill that out, give us a phone number or address, email, something that we can contact you uh, later this week and say thank you for worshiping with us. That would be amazing. Uh, you don't have to fill that out if you're a, a member here, but um, you can if you wish. But especially our guests, we would love to hear from you that you are with us. Um, also, on that card, this is for everybody, on, on that card, there's a statement about what we believe about communion. And we're going to be celebrating Holy Communion a little bit later in our service. And so there's a statement on there what we believe. If that is your belief also, we invite you to join us in um, coming forward for communion a little bit later. And as we come up for communion, you'll notice as you come forward, it's not going to be as normal where we have just uh, one line on each side. We'll actually have two lines on each side. Actually, one line come at the, up the middle, but then two stations for the bread and two stations for the wine. So one person will go immediately, in, in front, one person will be holding the bread right in front of the first pew and then one in the center. So every other person, one to the center and one to the side, one to the center one to the side. Just kind of keep alternating that way as you come up for Holy Communion later in our service. And uh, if you didn't know about this, immediately below where you're sitting right now is our fellowship hall where our youth are serving breakfast up to 10 o'clock this morning. So if you didn't have breakfast this morning, after worship, not now, but after worship, (laughs) you can uh, go downstairs and enjoy a breakfast that is being served by our youth up until 10 o'clock. And then one last thing. For those who are wanting to explore a little bit more about Faith Lutheran Church, we are having a new member class. It's called Rooted in Faith, which starts on April 19th. It's on Wednesday evenings. We'll have seven sessions Wednesday evenings. There's uh, information in the announcement bulletin that you received, but um, if you want uh, more, you can talk to me after the service. Um, Say, hey, uh, tell me about this. Then, uh, or contact our church office this week. That'd be great. Again, there's information in your bulletin about that. And that's enough of me talking for now. Um, You'll get enough of me later anyway. So uh, let's worship 
Amen? Amen? All right, well, we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Let's sing. Our next hymn is entitled, Alleluia, Jesus is Risen, as arranged by Michael Burkhart.
Let us pray. Almighty God and Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life. Grant that we who celebrate our Lord's resurrection may be raised from sin and death by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right, so it's time for our children's message, and I ask that the kids come up and sit right up here, and I'll stand, if that's okay. Let me sit right here. Okay. Well, happy Easter, everybody. All right. So, I want to ask you guys a question. You didn't know you'd get quizzed when you came up here, did you? This whole week, we've been coming to celebrate this day. What happened on Good Friday? Does anybody know? Yes, ma'am. Jesus died. He died for us. Right. Okay. So now Jesus is in a tomb. Now I'm going to tell you a story. When I was about 19 years old, I got a job working for my grandpa, okay? And he made, he had a company that made these big concrete boxes that they lower caskets into. Does anybody know what goes in a casket? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Great, but people, when they die, they put them in a casket, right? And then they lower the casket into these big concrete boxes, and I would crank them into the ground. How many people think that sounds like a fun job? <laughs> How do you think people feel when they're at the cemetery? Yes, sad. Yeah, I saw a lot of sad people. Now, the women that went to look for Jesus, because you said on Good Friday, he died, right? So now Jesus is in a tomb, which is kind of an above-ground grave, right? Okay. So the women went to look, Mary went to look for Jesus, and how do you think she felt? Sad. Because Jesus was dead. Now, she's looking for Jesus, and she can't find him. And an angel comes up to her and says, why are you sad? Why are you crying? Yes, ma'am. Because, because he's, he's in the tomb. He's in the tomb. Well, she was sad for two reasons. Because he had died and because she couldn't find him. 
Now, we've already said Jesus died and he's in the tomb. Now it's Sunday. She's looking for Jesus and he's not there. Can somebody tell me why he's not there? Yes. Is he alive or dead? I have misled you. Shame on me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He is alive. Because what do we say? He is what? Begin Risen. Yeah, can we say that together? He is risen. That's why he's nowhere to be found. You don't go to the cemetery looking for people that are alive, right? Because Jesus isn't dead anymore. Isn't that good news? And because he's alive... Guess where we get to go at the end of our life here on earth? To Jesus. To Jesus. And where is he? In heaven. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me and we'll say a prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us, for loving us, and for raising from the dead so that we can be with you in heaven. And we all say together, Amen. All right, thank you, everybody, and happy Easter. And our first reading comes from Job chapter 19, which I consider, if you read it in its entirety, one of the most depressing chapters in the whole Bible, except for this part. Oh, that my words were recorded, or oh, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our second reading comes from Romans chapter 8. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also Share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And I invite you as you're able to rise for our gospel reading. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. 
after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the, and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and was going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, where they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. This is the good news of the resurrection. Praise to you, O risen Christ. Our next musical selection is Crown Him as arranged by Dan Forrest. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthems drowns all music but its own. Awake my soul and sing of him who died for thee and hail him as thy matchless, matchless king through all eternity.
Hallelujah. You may be seated. Uh, so good to see all of you this morning. You know, uh, we celebrate, we have this amazing song with brass and we have the flowers and the sun shining through the windows. It's really amazing. And, and Easter really is supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be about hallelujahs and flowers and music and celebration. But we can't forget that Easter actually began with fear. With fear. Look at just the gospel reading we had today from Matthew 28, verse 4. says, the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Then verse 5 says, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Verse 8 says, so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid. Verse 10, then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. In the span of seven verses, Matthew tells us four times about fear. There's a whole lot of fear going on at Easter. And seemingly for good reason. Because Jesus has been beaten barbarically, maimed mercilessly, and buried haphazardly. And so what can you say about his ministry? It's over. His movement is finished. His cause is done. And all hope is lost. There's a lot of fear going on at Easter. But it's not just that first Easter either. Maybe there's a lot of fear for you right now. This Easter, as you came in today, as much as we like to try to deny it, fake it, stuff it, we all live in fear. Seems like there's a monster around every corner that's just waiting to jump out of the dark and bear its ugly fangs and chomp us to pieces, right? Ourselves, our friends, our family, and all our finances with it. Fear whispers incessantly to you, there's trouble out there. There's trouble. And so we we don't sleep well. We don't whistle while we work, right? And those who do whistle while they work, we think they're absolutely crazy, and we give them that look. You know that look that says something like, are you naive or something? Don't you know? Haven't you read the news, heard the reports, studied? Cars crash, airplanes fall from the sky, bull markets go bare, crazed people shoot up schools, good kids turn bad, the other shoe drops, and people find fine print. I mean, just all kinds of bad things to fear. Fear attacks us with two words. What if? What if? What if I don't close the sale? What if? She doesn't love me. What if, what if my kids have crooked teeth? And what if their crooked teeth keep them from having friends and a spouse and a job? What if they end up on, on, on a street corner, homeless, carrying a sign that says, my, my parents never fixed my crooked teeth? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what if? Fear will twist us into knots. 
It'll give us headaches and high blood pressure and make our armpits sweat. And so we numb our fear. We numb our fear with six-packs and with food binges and with way too much TV or gaming or gambling or whatever it is that we use to numb our fear. It's so easy to choose fear over faith. Just ask Grisha Siklinko. In 1960, an amazing thing happened in a tiny village in the Ukraine. Grisha Siklinko appeared one day, much to the amazement of all his friends and neighbors, because they thought that Grisha Siklinko had died in World War II. In reality, the night that he marched off to war, he actually did not march off to war. He went home where his mother had made a hiding place for him to wait out the war. His mom made a hiding place for him, get this, under a manure pile because he was afraid. First afraid of the war, and then afraid that he would be persecuted for dodging the war. He thought for sure that he would be prosecuted and punished, put in prison. So for 18 winters, he nearly froze to death. For 18 summers, you can imagine, he nearly suffocated to death. But his fears were groundless. The statue of limitations had long since expired, but he waited for 18 years, hiding out under that manure pile. That's what fear does. We end up living in a place that stinks, right? Life really stinks when you live in fear. How smart is that? The disciples of Jesus found it easy to live in fear rather than faith. Do you know that Matthew tells us five times Jesus told his disciples that he was going to rise from the dead? Five times Jesus said, I must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things, be killed, and rise again. Five times Jesus said that. Still his disciples chose fear rather than faith. So on Thursday, they abandoned Jesus. Only one stood with him at the cross on Friday. And by Sunday, Easter Sunday, they all were gathered together in a room behind locked doors for fear. Do you know what the most frequent command in the Bible is? In all the Bible, what instruction, what order is given more than any other? What do you think? Be good. Be holy. Don't fall asleep during a sermon. You know. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? No, the, the, most, the most common command in all the Bible is do not be afraid. Don't fear. In fact, 
365 times the Bible says, do not fear. 365, one for every day of the year. (laughs) Why? Because we need a constant reminder not to be afraid because we, we so often just live in fear. And the Bible has to tell us so often because living in fear stinks. But even more, because Jesus has come to destroy fear. The book of Hebrews chapter 2 says, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too, that is Christ, also shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and to free those who all their lives had lived in slavery to fear. Fear. Paul says in Romans 8, this is our our New Testament reading today. Paul says, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. No, you received the spirit of sonship. And by him, that is the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children of God, then we are heirs, heirs with God and co-heirs with Christ. And so Paul goes on to say, If we share in his sufferings, we will certainly share in his glory. For all things that we suffer in this life, God promises us resurrection and glory. Just as Christ is raised from the dead, we too will rise and share in his glory. In northeast France, just before the Reformation in 1517, two German artists were commissioned to paint an altarpiece for a monastery in the French town of Colmar. The the work is known as the Eisenheim Altarpiece. And what's interesting is that the Eisenheim Monastery was known for its caring for people with skin diseases. And the artists in this altarpiece actually captured this in the painting of Christ. So, so get this, Jesus in the painting, Jesus on the cross, is depicted as having a skin disease himself. So as he's hanging on the cross, his body is covered in these marks of the disease. And that's an important point, because it shows, that, it shows those who are suffering from the disease that Jesus gets it. He understands their fear. Those who lived in the monastery and were cared for by the people in the monastery were afraid that the skin disease was going to kill them. By the way, what is that for you? What is it that you think is going to kill you? Teenagers? (laughs) Uh, Taxes? Cancer, loneliness, depression, debt, divorce, dementia. What is it? What do you think is going to kill you? Jesus understands. Jesus gets it. Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
she knows all about fear. In the altarpiece, Mary is collapsing in anguish into the arms of John, Christ's beloved disciple. A mother's greatest fear comes true. She holds the lifeless body of her dead son, Jesus. John the Baptist is also in the altarpiece. He's holding a lamb, symbolizing the sacrifice of Jesus. Now, John the Baptist could not have seen the, the crucifixion of Jesus because he had been killed before by Herod. But the artists include John to remind us of what he had said to Jesus, or said about Jesus in John 1. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This Lamb is a a picture of the sacrifice that Jesus gives for us. But he's a Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. So what what seems to be world-ending is actually life-giving. Jesus on the cross gives life because Jesus, the Redeemer, has this amazing way of bringing beauty from the ashes. He has a way of making a grave a place of hope and celebration. So this altarpiece, the Eisenheim altarpiece, has interesting two painted wings. They're, they're like, uh, they, they open and close over the, the, the central painting, almost like doors on a cabinet. And when the wings are closed, the altarpiece shows Christ on the cross with his skin covered in the, the marks of disease. There's suffering and rejection and death. But the outer wings are opened up for Easter Sunday, where Christ then, behind that, is depicted bursting forth from the grave because Christ is risen and death no longer has any dominion over him. He is the resurrection and life. And in the painting, there, Jesus' hands are raised up in blessing and behind him is, is orange and yellow as the sun rises against the sky and, and there's swirls of yellow and white and red and blue the, uh, garments that, that adorn Christ. And gone is the diseased and broken body and raised is a glorious, restored, victorious body. But the most amazing feature of this piece of art is the rubies. Rubies. The artists placed rubies in Christ's hands and his feet and in his side where the spikes had held Christ to the cross and where the spear was pushed in to confirm that he was dead. Now rubies are in the places of the scars. Because Jesus, our Redeemer, can actually make scars something beautiful. Why rubies? Because the artists want us to know death is dead. Sin is forgiven. Hope is alive. The victory is won. 
what looked life-ending and world-ending is actually life-giving. Christ is risen. The resurrection turns wailing into dancing, turns graves into gardens of celebration, and turns grief into shouts of victory. The resurrection has the power to transform fear to faith. Wouldn't you rather live in faith than fear? Wouldn't you rather live by faith than fear? Yes. Then listen to these words from the angel. Do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for the Christ, Jesus, who is crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Just as he said. Jesus had predicted it many times. His word is true. So when Jesus speaks to each one of us and he says that I have taken away your sin, we can believe it. When he says I will conquer death, we can believe it. When he says I'm alive bodily and eternally, this is not just a ghost showing up to his disciples. It is the risen, physically, miraculously risen Christ. When Jesus says I'm coming again, and I'll raise you up at the last day, we can trust that too. Fear be gone. Live by faith. Do you have small children? Don't be afraid. Do you have teenagers? Yeah, even then, don't be afraid. <laughs> Has everything gone terribly wrong? Are you sick? Are you grieving? Is your heart absolutely broken? Don't be afraid. I want these six words, we're going to sing them a little bit later. These six words sink down in the deepest part of your soul. I know that my Redeemer lives. Those six words transform fear to faith. I know that my Redeemer lives. And as the old hymn says it, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me as we join together in confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed? This is a summary of what we believe all the scriptures tell us about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We join together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Rejoicing in Christ's victory over death and his glorious resurrection, let us pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Living Lord Jesus, replace our fear with bold faith. 
a faith that looks at challenges, pain, setbacks, and heartaches, and gives it all to you. Lord, in your mercy. God of grace, as we celebrate new life in the resurrection, make your church courageous in its witness and bold in its proclamation, so that those who live in the shadow of death may see the light of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of justice, bless our country, especially local and national leaders that have authority over us. Help them to govern with integrity, humility, and grace, ensuring the security and dignity of all people in their care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, be a rock and fortress to those who are in the midst of trouble and despair. Comfort the sick and suffering, especially in our prayers. We remember Ted Dalkey, who was on hospice care, placed on hospice care this past week. Nancy Lemke, Marilyn Drager, Edith Krieger, and Tammy Banky's niece. <clears throat> Grant them relief and healing according to your holy will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of solace, comfort all who grieve the loss of loved ones this Easter. Especially be with John Ganzen and his family as they mourn the passing of his mother, Sue, who was called to her heavenly home this past week. Grant them your peace that surpasses all understanding and strengthen their faith that they might experience a blessed assurance in the life of the world to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With heaven and earth and all creation, we offer our prayers in the name of the one who gave us eternal life and joy. Your risen Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. And at this time, as we collect our offerings and the baskets go around, we just want you to know how thankful and grateful we are for your givings. This morning's offering hymn is We Know That Christ Is Raised from Lutheran Service Book 603. We know that Christ is raised and dies no more. Embraced by death, he broke its fearful hold. And our despair, he turned to blazing joy. Alleluia.
invite you to rise. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. You have raised us to new life in Christ. Give us glad and generous hearts, ready to praise you and to respond to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. It was our sin that caused Christ to die. A final atonement for all our iniquities. Father, forgive us for what we have done and left undone. Help us to keep our hearts and minds fixed on things above, so that we may bring honor and glory to your holy name. Amen. God has had mercy on us. He sent his Son to save us. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we have forgiveness and life. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And we're bold to pray as Jesus taught us, Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Comes the table of the risen Christ. We thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace.
please rise. And may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Mighty and compassionate God, you have brought us over from death to life through your Son, our risen Savior, and you have let, fed us in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world of peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Let us go forth rejoicing in the name of the resurrected Lord and sharing the good news. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.